We did it. What is up, everyone? Hey, Tony. Hey, Bodie. Uh, we are Homie and the Dude, and we are here tonight proudly with our first Ask Me Anything for particularly the Sky Zephyr Airship Combat System Overlay that is heading toward a Kickstarter. And we've had a lot of people, especially in our Discord, that have been asking about specifics about the system and putting questions in and just kind of getting a discussion going. And we thought the best way to really give you some concrete answers instead of going through paragraphs and reams of explanation and back and forth on Discord is to have an AMA where we have been able to pull down a lot of the questions that you've put onto the Discord. So we have those here to answer. But also if anyone comes online, we'll be able to answer those questions as well if people come online. So without further ado, let me introduce all of the particulars. Um, first, Tony, you're, uh, you're on the East Coast of America joining us today. So thank you for joining. You're one of the head developers of this system. The other head developer is Bodhi, my son and partner at Homie and the Dude. We're in uh, the UK and I'll sort of serve as moderator or sort of um, MC. MC of the festivities and see how that goes. Oh yeah. <laughs> um, so I think before we head straight into the questions, um, let's just get a little bit of an overview of the journey that has taken us to the point we are now. So you guys, what I'm going to suggest is let's even take it just a little step before the, the airship combat to, to just introduce yourselves as um, who you are and how you guys got together because the, the, the story is pretty cool and your relationship as development partners is pretty damn cool as well. Tony, do you want to kick it off? Yeah, you go first, Tony. Yeah, Stay sure. Um, hello, everyone. A face that you normally don't see around here. I'm the guy <laughs> in the background. <laughs> um, but yeah, no. Uh, what was it? Two years ago now? Two and a, two and a, two and a half years ago now? Um, I had uh, I had started a, um, a Patreon uh, creating NPCs, NPC Encyclopedia. Don't go there. It's complete. It doesn't work anymore. Um, but in the process, um, Bodhi had actually reached out as you know, saying, "Hey, the, these look cool. Can we talk about it?" And I'm going, "Somebody thinks what I'm doing is cool. That's fun." <laughs> um, and so we made an NPC together. We started talking, hanging out. Um, we never released that NPC. Now that I think about it, got that in the back burner. <laughs> it was a cool one too. Well, well, it was. Maybe, maybe <laughs> soon. Um, but yeah, we started talking and uh, realized we uh, were we had a lot of ebb and flow, a lot of creative ideas, uh, a ton of fun, a lot of fun. Mm. Um, and so I, I I joined the team. Yeah, as as the, the regional mad, mad scientist, as I am called. It's true. Let me just let me just put a little interjection here before I pass to you, Bodhi. What I love about your relationship is that it's so complimentary. So Tony, you are very much the <laughs> the the sort of the 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 gears and the the almost the engine of this vehicle. Bodhi is, you know, looking at the lines outside and the paint job and the steering and the um, the stylistics of the engine. The metaphor is that with NPCs, Bodhi has been developing a lot of the the bio, the looks, 
the presentation of the MBC, MPCs, and then your expertise has been building out some pretty amazing stat blocks as well. And that combination has been amazing, and that has taken us further to this exploration of um, of airship combat, which we've gotten upon now. But anyway, back to to Bodhi. What is your what's your take on this whole development that we've, that has gotten us here today? So we're so I, obviously we started homing in the dude, and as Tony said, I reached out because we were wanting to create NPCs because I had some weird characters that I'd come up with, and we were like, ah, it would be really cool to. Uh, basically, I tried to use Wizards of the Coast stat blocking system, and it's bullshit. And so I, I asked Tony, I was like, I see your NPCs are beautiful. How, how do you make these NPCs? Help me, sir. And um, from there, we literally just became homies. Um, like, we just started creating characters for my world, the Sky Realm. And it just went on and on from there. Like, And, and it, I would say Tony is like the, the, the inner workings and the mania. And I'm like the aesthetics with like the restraints, basically, right. is, 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 is like how it is. And I feel like, like Tom said, we complement each other really, really well. We always, we, we very rarely have moments where we're like, nah, like I disagree with that or blah, 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 blah. And because of that, we've been able to get to a point where we're like, let's create something bigger and better. And I think we knew we were building to that. Um, but we ended up coming to a point where... In our world, the Sky Realm, which is set in floating islands, we needed something for airships to be able to do combat, and so that's that's where this all spawned from, basically. So, some just a, a, some additional context here is there were NPCs built, and there's actually probably forty plus NPCs right now. Um, many of them uh, have stat blocks, some of them don't, but you can see all of them. And most of them are for free to download on the website on homeinthedude.com. There's NPC packs that are stat plotted completely um, and ready to go. So you can just, if you're a DM, you can just slot that into your world and it's ready to, to plug and play. And some of those will definitely be featured in the Airship Combat Kickstarter yeah. as well. So all those NPCs contribute to the world that we're playing and developing. And the world is... is inclusive of both an, a Sky Realm area and also a Land Realm area. We've been working on the Sky Realm for over a year. In the, in the background, Tony's been working on the Land Realm as well now for many, many months, and we're playtesting the Land Realm while also live streaming the Sky Realm. And this is really about the, the want to have really, really dynamic airship combat in the Sky Realm, where it is you know, what we pictured, and Tony, you've mentioned it a few times, is almost like this dogfighting tactics and movement of airships, but not to the expense of traditional D&D 5e combat. So you want that to be complemented with really cool movement and airship, you know, magical items and weapons and all that stuff. Anything you guys want to touch yeah. on with that? Um, quick, Quickly, I just want to address some people in the chat. First of all, Cobb Hala, what's up? Thank you for joining. Pleasure to have you from the Discord. Um, Alcured the Bard says, so is this going to be an airship combat rules um, and partially a setting? No. So it's going to be pretty much just an airship, well, what we call it is Sky Zephyrs, and it can apply to many different things, but uh, it will be combat for, you know, air vehicles, basically, uh, uh, air vehicles, basically, I guess. 
Um, and that can be applied to whatever setting you wish to, whether that's one of yours, whether when we release ours, it's ours, or whether you know it's one that's already been created by you know wizards or another entity, then you, you can also plug it into that. But it will be on currently the fifth edition rule set. That's yeah. what we call if it. If you're playing Ebron, for instance. Yeah. yeah. Ebron has skyships. This totally works. Um, there may be little hints in the book to alluding to things in the Skyrim specifically, uh, because that is the system that kind of the perspective um, a lot of the aesthetics we're going for are. But the the whole point is that this this really is an overlay. Mm. Um, and the only other thing I'd add is, you know, uh, one thing that we feel super important when designing something like this is having a clear what is the fantasy that we're trying to create what do we want people to feel um swashbuckling in the sky <laughs> was what we were going yeah. for um fast-paced things happening all the time um you know like everything on the kind of dancing on a knife's edge that's the kind of feel that we're the what we're trying to create um, at least we feel like we have. Yeah, yeah we've, we've, we feel like we've, we've reached a nice balance of simplicity of, and excitement. Simplicity, fun, and excitement. So, you know, we have heard over and over again now, probably dozens and dozens, maybe a hundred times, people say this airship combat of this setting that I really like just is too clunky, it's too simple, it's too, you know, there's there's many it's twos that we've listened to and we have tried mm. to moderate a solution that kind of hits that middle ground, which is it's simple, it's fun, um, it can get crunchy if you want. So we have dials that if you want it to get a little bit more crunchy, you can crunch it up a little bit. But if you want it to be as is, then you're going to have fun, hopefully, with, uh, with what we've created. So here's how I'm going to do this. I have a list of questions that we've we've captured from our Discord, and I've got them here. But as questions come in on the live stream as well, I'm going to pick those up. So let's start with a live stream, and I'll just um, get those questions coming in, and then we'll <clears throat> we'll plug in with the ones from the Discord thereafter. So um, Vinx909, who I know you've been really active in our Discord, so thank you, Kabhala as well. Thank you as well for being super active in our Discord. Very much appreciate it. But Vinx, you say, here's, of course, the two biggest questions. Number one, what is the design philosophy? Build on ship rules that already exist or make something new replacing existing systems? So let's just tackle number one first before we go to number two. Who wants to take that one? Uh, I'm, I don't mind, Tony. You, me. Do you want rock, paper, scissors for it? <laughs> yeah, I mean, or, you know, I'll start. I'll take the next um, A lot of I'm, personally, like before we did all this, I've tried using the ship combat that um, that kind of base D&D allows. Um, and at least I found myself just making stuff up on the fly because it just didn't account for anything. Mm -hmm. um, and yeah. Spelljammer obviously didn't help with that at all. Um, but so what we've done is try to to build something new, but utilizing a lot of the things like these ships will have stat blocks. Um, there's not going to be a whole bunch of new terms that you've never heard before. We might be using certain things in ways you may not have before. So there's not so much brand new things with all these crazy like a, a, you don't need a glossary for something like this mm -hmm. um, is what I'm trying to get at. 
but we're we're trying to use things in a, a new fresh way that makes it kind of better scaled um to controlling a giant ship yeah i'll build on that and i'll say um like we're using the D D rules for what you can do as a player and what we've then done is we have expanded and created a new like version of that but for airships and and, and vehicles so it's the same things you you love and know you know checks saving throws you know m using movement in specific ways and you know, uh, using bonus actions to do certain things, you know, issuing this, using spells, items, standard D&D &D stuff. But what we've done is we've just expanded on that now and uh, altered some things to make it fit um, the, 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 the Sky Combat stuff. So what you are going to be getting is a lot of new stuff um, and everything that you already have, you can uh, apply. So uh, I think something that is the best part about this is with our system, you can use all of it or you could use one piece of it. It's up to you. That's the beauty of what we're creating here is that if you want to use our um, our crew rules, you know, our like non-named NPC crew rules, and you don't want to use our movement or our air zones or our, you know, whatever other rules that we have, then that's fine. You can apply what parts of this you like to your game and what suits your world, your system, you know, th th things like that. Um, we're totally okay with that. But also, we've also created a package that will come as something, a bundle that you can use by itself, you know, that is its own thing. You don't have to break it apart into different bits. You can use it as a whole as well. So that's, that. I hope that, that answers your first question. Um, and then the second part of that. Second question, I have something to, to, to feed into this and you guys can, can weigh in as well. It says, when can we expect anything concrete rules-wise? So here's what I would say. Um, this is all leading to a Kickstarter. We expect the Kickstarter to be sometime in Q1 of 2023. That's our, that's our horizon that we're, we're marching towards. Um, in the meantime, though, um, there's going to be a middle ground somewhere in a, in a couple months or so that we're going to start asking volunteers from this group to play test um, versions of the, of the system. And we may even, certainly during the Kickstarter, that will be another option to get people to play test the system during the Kickstarter. But to be complete fr completely frank with you, we cannot give you all of it today even though we have much of it made today, simply because for intellectual property and for also just to keep the momentum going to the Kickstarter, that's what that's what everyone wants. Everyone wants the rules. So you know, not to be dicks about it, but like we're building it in a way that we can share as much as we can with you, but not share the whole system with you, because then what's the Kickstarter for? Yeah, that's kind of and, basically the the what we're trying to balance. And and I think this this is the other thing is we will be giving you. Like Tom said, we will be doing these AMAs leading up to it where you can ask us questions. And as we get closer, we will go into more detail and we will give you more deeper mechanics, you know, things like that. We will start opening up more and more as we get closer to the Kickstarter. Furthermore, there's a really high chance we will be not only uh, showing you guys art as we go through this process. We, you know, we're definitely going to be showing you art. For those of you in our Discord, you've probably seen the front cover of the book already. Um, those of you who aren't, um, we'll, I'll show that on the screen a, a little bit later. 
Um, but you know, we're going to be showing art. We're going to also be taking sections of the rules. So we might take, you know, our movement rules and take you, you know, give you a, a page and a bit of rules for you guys to go have a look over, tell us what you think about them, and come back to us. That's something we're, you know, we're looking at giving you sections of this as we go so that you guys can begin formulating an idea and stuff like that. But again, we do just have to be careful with intellectual property and things like that nowadays it's it's kind of wild how how all of that's going and, and it's not something we want to deal with if we if we could just drop our document into the into the you know discord we would really love to do that but it's just one of those things of we need to you know make sure that you guys get get this in in the right time and at the at the right pace and all that kind of stuff and we're getting there but yes we will keep going deeper and we hope today unlocks a good portion of that for you guys um, starting this off, you know, because um, we, we, we just want, we want to give you some insight, but again, we've got to be, you know, vague, vague enough at this point, but I, I hope that answers that question. So just a couple, a couple shout outs. So Cobb Halla, um, you said, uh, it does not, might not be the, the exact form for this, but you asked what is the genre of the Skylands? I think you, you mean the yeah. Sky Realm. Um, Draw me to answer that. Quickly. Yeah, do a, give a sixty second thing. Cool. On that. Yeah, Sky Realm, uh, our actual play stream, and my my home world that I've been creating, which we will be releasing as a Kickstarter after this one at some point, um, is basically going to it's it's a world set above a layer of thick torrential storm cloud. Um, there's floating islands up there. It kind of in this like it's past its utopia stage and it's into this new like kind of darker part of its timeline where um, the, the the government is putting a lot of serious oppression across a lot of the sky based on their wealth and their ability to control water at this altitude um, and yeah it is very steampunky we do have a lot of steampunk technology things like you know watches and, and things like that exist as well as also you know, uh, airships and, and all manner of items. We have actually some really cool NPCs that are, um, that are a, a two-headed gnome that create incredible, wonderful inventions that are very steampunky. Even their main weapon that they use themselves is particularly wonderfully steampunky in of itself. So yes, uh, our world has a lot of steampunk elements, but it's got a lot of like um, traditional fantasy mixed in with Middle Eastern and Asian fantasy. That's kind of how I run. I run our shit, but that's, yeah, that's the sky realm. Anyway, okay. I hope that answers your question. Okay, great. And um, next is Iraq Van Roxalot. Nice one, Iraq. <laughs> um, you volunteer, you volunteer to play test. Awesome. Here's what I would say. I'm, I'm expecting that you are already in our Discord. If you aren't in our Discord, there's a link in the description. Um, there'll be a link in the description if there isn't yet, yeah. and just click on that link. Come into the Discord. When you're in the Discord, you will see when it's time to, um, to volunteer officially. We'll put, we'll, we'll splash it out there on the Discord for you to. Put your name on the list. So thanks for volunteering at this point, Iraq. We will we will um, mm. be collecting those names. Um, Alucard the Bard makes total sense to not give too much right away. But the question: You all obviously have some rules fleshed out as of now. But how much would you say you are looking to revise with play testing before the Kickstarter? Tony, do you want to take that one? Yeah. Yeah. So a lot like the like we've talked about, we feel like we have the the core system. Um, is there? Um, we we're really happy with the 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 feel of it. All the one the most important thing that we're going to be looking for feedback are, is balancing. Um, there's going to be a lot of moving parts. Um, there are going to be a lot of um, components and kind of attributes here. And we've begun the process 
um, along with creating them with balancing them and putting them in perspective to each other and doing our own internal testing. Um, but we'll be really looking, you know, one of the things as, as the gears guy, um, the, the researcher and statistician by trade, um, you know, getting, Hey, is that number right? Is that too powerful? It's supposed to be this. Um, and, you know, getting that feedback would be, is going to be invaluable. Um, on top of that, though, uh, the the big the other thing, at least from my perspective, is is this matching that mission statement I already talked about? Does this feel like swashbuckling in the sky? And if it is, you know, cool. Can we isolate like it's this area, this mechanic, this this element's really pulling that together? And if it's not, okay, well, what's inhibiting that, and how can we how can we shift that to to get that right? We we're really committed to that feel. Yeah. um because that you know that that's what we think is missing um in dnd as a whole right now um so those those are probably the two things you know that i i'm most excited to hear from you guys on when we get there we still that's we still a, got a ways that's a freaking good answer and i think for me as well like um i think getting your guys for 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 me for me is the flashy guy um, I, I, I'm looking, I'm looking to find out, you know, what you guys think about the flavor of this and, you know, how it feels for you, like, like balancing it and, you know, getting numbers and stuff is, is going to be awesome. But for me, I, I want to know how you feel. I want to know, do you come away from a session being like, damn, that was awesome. You know, which is how at least we felt when we've run it for us and, you know, how we hope you guys feel. And if you guys are coming away and if you're not, why, or if you are, what part of that, you know, was it, you know, the fact, the strategy that you used? Was it the ability to control this? Was it the fact that you could do that? You know, whatever it is, that's what I'm, I'm, I'm hyped about and I'm looking forward to. And, and also working with you guys. Like I think something that cannot be underestimated enough is how much we really want to make this working with you guys. But because of certain laws and stuff like that, we've had to restrain ourselves, um, you know, from, from, how much we can we can give out and also involve you guys at this stage but we intend to have you guys be a part of this process massively to the point where every play tester will be credited in the book you know every anyone who works on this book will be you know credited we will be making sure every person who has you know been involved in this gets you know that that kind of that that little you know name in the back of the book especially you guys who have supported us from you know day 1 who have been in the Discord talking about stuff, who, you know, have been asking questions in these AMAs, who have, you know, enjoyed seeing the journey along the way. We want to really involve you guys as much as freaking possible. And, I, and that's really, really important to us. Okay. Um, what I'm going to do is there are a couple things, a couple comments in the chat, but let's go. There's some really interesting and specific questions that have been collected through the Discord that I think would be good to, to bring through. So actually, Kabhala, you had a question all the way back at the end of September that I think is a great question. So it is, uh, there's actually several questions in here. So let's take, let's take one at a time. So the first one is, what is the power source for your airships? So again, remember, this is an overlay that you can use across many different settings. But with that in mind, Tony, why don't you take this one? What would you sure. say? What would you say is the power source that we're that we've created? The the power source is crystals. Classic. Okay, I'll elaborate a little bit more. <laughs> um, <laughs> but, 
I thought that'd be fun. Um, <laughs> but no, so the the way the majority of ships are going to work is they'll have a a very fantasy esque a blue crystal that when put into um, the ship's engine allows it to create steam, which then is kind of how it maneuvers and gains momentum and that sort of thing. But also, like how, like Tom is saying, you know, we may have a few engines that work a little bit differently um, as we're going through this. Um, you know, we had spitballed the idea of having a gnome ship that runs with a whole bunch of hamsters, mm-hmm. a whole bunch of hamsters on on um, on the little spinning. Of course, now I can't think of what they're called. Uh, but they'll run in place hamsters. Like if that's what you want, the system will allow it. Go yeah. for it. Um, but yeah, by default, blue crystals. Yeah, that's, that do a lot of other cool things. Do you want to take uh, on the? Um, that's for our particularly for our side. Yes. Can you talk about the so, overlay aspect of it? Yeah. So that the crystals are very much from the the sky realm, something I've created and something that we have a you know mirror of in the land realm that Tony's creating and things like that. But these gems are just something so that people who cannot be bothered to create their own or don't want to create their own, you have something ready made for you. It's locked in, it will be super easy, and um, it's something that, you know, affects both long distance travel and short distance, and like in combat uh, travel as well, which is which is awesome. Not to mention these gems, we will make sure, uh, you know, we're going to have them do many different things, not just be, you know, uh, powering your, your, your airship. Um, they but are pretty cool. Yeah, they're, they're, they're a cool the are, That's some of my... Uh... Some of our my favorite early work we did was creating the how those gems work. Um, yeah. I think it's super 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 fun. Well, here, here's what I would say as well, just to uh, maybe to make the connection to anyone else that is thinking, well, I've got a setting that maybe a gem isn't exactly transferable to that setting. A gem is the word um, that signifies the process. You can you can put any word you want in there. It could be. It doesn't even it doesn't even have to be gems. Like this is exactly, the thing. This is what this, I'm saying. And it doesn't even have to be something to do with our engines. This is this is the beautiful thing about you know our system. As long as you use it in the way that you want, it's fine. The the, the power source could be water. It right. could be freaking you know magical. It could be like, comets in the sky. It, it could be, be it could be anything. It could be weird gravity. You know what whatever you want to. Hamsters and wheels. Yeah, exactly. Hamsters and wheels. Whatever you want. That's totally fine. But we have just got the basic, the core thing, the core system is a crystal-based system. Yeah. Cool. Okay. Um, the follow-on to that question, so the first question is, what is the power source for your ships? How do players get it? Here, I'll, I'll, I'll answer because two of these two questions kind of follow one into another. How do players get it, and uh, is it intended mostly for free-costing renewable resources, or can it incur a cost to the party? In my world, the Skyrim, they are very rare. They're only you can only find them on two islands, and they are uh, expensive. Yeah, having especially ones of different sizes. So you can get gems that are small. You can get gems that are big, and they power different size things as well. So um, yes, they can be very costly. Um, how can players get them? They can buy them. They can steal them. They can heist them. Uh, which is kind of stealing at the same uh, in, a, in a, just a different word. Um, and then uh, you know you can mine them if you really want to spend a couple months doing something in game. Uh, you know you can mine them um, if you're very highly skilled and not going to destroy them in the process of mining them. But 
those are, those are a couple of ways within my world that you can get the gems. Again, in your world, it doesn't matter. If you want to use the gem system, they could be growing on trees. They could be a part of a dragon that you have to, you know, kill the dragon or capture the dragon. It could be, you know, whatever. However you want to have the gems in your world, that's totally cool with us. We don't mind. Win yeah. them in a game of cards. Win them. <laughs> exactly. Um, that's how you get it. Okay. And then uh, the, 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 a further... Uh, well, it's not really a follow-on, but it's a, it's an, it's semi-related. It says, "How is repair of the ship handled?" Um, and then, can the parties do it themselves, or they do they need to hire someone? Can it be done anywhere, only in ports, or is it specialized infrastructure required? So, it's a, there's several questions there. But Tony, do you want to take the first pass at that? Yeah, it comes down to situation and. It depends. Uh, yes to just about all of them. Um, it really comes down to, are you doing a patch job? Uh, are you falling? Um, do you want to get your, your ship back to tip-top shape? Uh, all of those are going to require, um, one, different things from the players. The players can um, handle this themselves, uh, depending on the, if the barbarian wants to do, uh, you know, to try and manually repair something. It may be tough, but, you know, they're not 20 is to be respected. Um, but there, there are numerous ways. There are items that help. There, are ma there's magic that can help. Um, you could do it on your own. You could do it at a, a port. It really comes down to what your situation is. And if you're in the heat of combat and you know you need some repairs now, you may not care how it looks. Mm. You, you may just want to, you know, not fall out of the sky. Um, so the, the answer to your question is yes, all of the above. I pick option D. <laughs> All of the above. Yeah. Okay. Exactly. Uh, nailed it. Kind of like nailed it with the T. Yeah. The, you can do it. You can do it out of combat. You can do it in combat. You can do it on land. You can do it off land. However, the, however you want to do it. There's many ways. It just depends on the quality of repair you want. Uh, Where you some... are, how bad you need it, and uh, how much money you got. Yeah. <laughs> kinda, exactly. Kind of comes down to what your options are. Yeah. Also, how many? Uh, how many? kits you have how, how, how many how many mechanics kits you have is it is more spell slots depending on what you got exactly, exactly. there's two little sneaky little bits thrown in there okay uh let's move on quickly. <laughs> not sure um so oh, there's th tom there's said whole... we said too much <laughs> tom yeah tom did hit the button didn't he? <laughs> uh right so there's there's a block of questions here that kabhala asked so i'm going to run through those and there's some good ones that have come through in the chat as well so let's go through the rest of these kabhala on this um in this uh, first little section. Um, it says, what kind of weapons are available and how do they function as part of a sh as part of ship to ship combat? Um, Bo, did you want to take the first go yeah. at that? And then the last, let me just add the last little thing. And ammunition. Is, yeah, what kind of ammunition do they use yeah. and how do the party acquire ammunition? So go ahead, that whole block of... The answer is, we're going to be giving you some example ships that will have a, an array of different um, weapons that uh, will be available to be used on those example ships. Um, there will be an array of magical, non-magical, um, specialized, non-specialized, um, single-person, group, people, weapons. Um, that basically, there, there's going to be a list, a long list of weapons that, that that will be available, and and that list will come in, you know, these stat blocks and whatnot that 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 we're creating. Can you give us just a little teaser because these are so fucking cool. Some of the stuff that you guys have come up oh, with. Are, okay, okay. No, I, now I'm, I'm, if I'm you like, want, I'm, I could take that because right, I've got, I've got it uh, up. Yeah, cool, cool. Uh, 
Cool. Well, so, one let me uh, let me just quickly go finish ahead and then I'll that. take yeah, those. Yeah, 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 let me just finish about that. So, first of all, loads of weapons. How does it work in ship to ship combat? Well, what we've done is because our system is a three dimensional moving system, you can move up and down as well as left and right and forwards and backwards. Um, it's it's uh, well less backwards, um, but that's 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 neither here nor there. Um, and um, <clears throat> the answer is you will be able to shoot weapons across multiple ranges, across up and down, across left and right, and we've made that very simplified. We've actually managed to flatten that down into like a 2D system that allows you to use just the standard weapon ranges with, uh, with numbers uh, added on, advantages and disadvantages given based on certain distances and things like that. So the answer is same as you would use any other weapon in D&D, pretty much you're adding proficiency bonuses, it's, you know, you're doing to hit, you're doing to damage, the standard stuff basically um, is, is how it will work from ship to ship. Um, that's that, and ammunition, shit, uh, depends what weapon you're using. They're, and I will throw this out there as well. Um, we definitely will be looking uh, at making sure that you can improvise the ammunition. You know, if you wanna if you wanna pack a pack a trebuchet with a with a gnome, then feel free to. Like that's you know, if you wanna launch a gnome at an enemy ship, or you wanna fire, you, wanna you know, a, a ball, a pixie, a pixie pirate, a pixie pirate and a harpoon, and shoot him to his death. Which is something that happened in our Sky Realm actual <laughs> play. It's it's something that can happen. So. You, ammunition very much down to what's around you, what's available, and what the weapon can fire. I guess would be would be the uh, the, the the bigger point. Um, but yeah, I'll hand over to Tony to tease some. So of the let me cool wait stuff. because Tony gets a little too excited and he he, he like he he'll. I was gonna say how many. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. How many can I give? One, and not okay. not the most sexiest, but something that's just got a, the, the skirt is a little bit high, but not not the most sexiest. So we'll do, um, and. One thing I do want to point out on the weapons, one thing we have tried to do is ensure that if you are not a dex-based character, there are weapon types that you can have mm -hmm. installed that make it so you can actually do stuff. Yeah. Right? Um, so you don't if you're a barbarian on a ship, you could there's still something you could do at range. Um, so you're not, you know, just raging and then smacking yourself in the you know, with the side of your axe, waiting for something to happen. We don't want that. That's not fun, that's not swashbuckling. Yeah. Um so with that, you know, we'll do, we'll do, and all of these are, uh, obviously we're playtesting all this subject to change, but the crew catapult, mm -hmm. where you can load in a crew member, fire them, <laughs> and they have to make a constitution saving throw to land. If they fail it, they fall prone. If they fail it by five or more, they don't make the ship. Oh. Um, little, I think it's actually 10 or more because we decided, yeah. you know, that's a little too risky to, to fly mm. off your ship. Um, but I will say that there are also going to be weapons of very, you know, the same um, kind of rarities. So there are going to be things that are just crazy. Um, I'm not going to say anything else. I'm just going to say the name, Tom. Just the name. I know what he's going to say. I know exactly what he's going to say. It begins with a C. Cat I know. I know. Cataclysm. The ship ender. <laughs> Um, um, you have copyrighted that it, as well, haven't you? <laughs> uh, I did now. Beautiful. Hang on, it let me is... let me put TM in the sheet. Uh, in the sheet, that's how that works, right? If I just Cataclysm, put TM copyrighted now, it is fucking Cataclysm awesome. the Shipender. Um, awesome that's the name of another weapon we have. Yeah, great. All right, thanks for that. 
Um, all right, let's move on. We're going to move on back to the chat real quick. There are still some more in the uh, in the Discord that we collected from the Q&A, but I'm going to come back to the chat. Um, um, Alucard the Bard says, are there any rules already made for dramatic encounters happening as a ship crashes or begins to crash? Something like rules for players who have lost a fight and their ship is starting to fall from the sky but might, might not have been blown to bits. Which one do you want to take that? I'll, I'll dive in. I'll dive in. Okay. So I think the, the answer to this is um, we will be making some encounters. That is something that will be um, included. Most likely stretch goals, but something that will be included, hopefully, in the Kickstarter. The answer is we have rules for what happens to your ship when it begins descending. Um, However, just like most things in D&D, you can't always write a rule for every specific scenario that happens. So yes, the moment a ship starts going down, it's very much to the players to, you know, they have X amount of time to handle that situation. And it's up to the players and the DM to decide how that gets handled. Now, you know, if your world has land, you know, whether you try and just bring the airship down as like calmly as possible and then do a crash landing or, you know, whether you're, you know, trying to, you know, land in a water or whatever, or however you want to deal that. If it's an abandoned ship situation, you got to do that your own way. Are there rules for it? Yes and no would be my answer. Yes, we have rules for how a ship goes down, but once it starts going down, that's very much over to you. So, um, it's not like we're, it's not like a, a God of War game where suddenly the ship starts going down and we're like, somebody press X before the timer runs out. Now do the, the, the thumbstick in like a swirly motion before. It's not like, you can make it as cinematic as you want in your game, but no, there, there, there's no hands-on real like uh, rules specifically for that because we feel like that can be dealt with in a hundred different ways, uh, maybe thousands of different ways. You know, so I, I, yeah, and also depending on the setting, it's 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 all over the place. Go ahead, Tony. Yeah, I was just gonna say there, there are the way we've designed it. There are a lot of ways a ship can go down. Mm. <laughs> there, are, there's a lot of things that that could be the cause. Um, whether it's your your uh, your crystal ran out of power, mm. <laughs> which you guys didn't ration it. What are you gonna do now? You're falling. Oh. Uh, oh, that's going to be very different than being like rammed. <laughs> that that's going to be a very different feel. This is a so so he he just clarified himself in the chat and said was referring more to the rules of speed descent or rules for destructible segments. Um, to answer that, yes, we have rules for speed descent, and yes, we have rules for destructible segments. We have rules for both of those. One hundred percent. Yes. Yep. 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 Tick, and tick ways to write those. ways to fix them. Yeah, exactly. Ways to solve those problems as well as uh, them, them existing in, in, in the yep. first place. So I hope that I would actually that. say that's a, I'd actually say that's a fairly uh, uh, both of those are very core elements of our design. Yeah, 100%. they're they're very um, very worked into because that that's kind of part of that fun of what broke and what do we do about it. Yeah, yeah. this other area is uh, that I'm gonna reveal in a question is something that we've really spent a lot of time thinking about and it's one that um, it seems like there's a, a wide variety of how different systems handle this. Um, we feel like we've got a pretty um, balanced but also a way that people can adjust. This is that bit where I said you can make it as crunchy or as 
streamlined as you want in mm -hmm. this part of our system. But the question is, how do rules handle multiple PCs on the same vessel? And how do the rules keep PCs engaged who, are, who aren't piloting the vessel or manning weapons? And I'm going to add not just PCs, but NPCs as well to that. Who wants to take uh, that? Because we spent a ton of time. Can, can, can I dive in on that? You've, yeah, yeah, yeah. You've, you've had many sleepless nights on this. Oh, dude, dude <laughs> my, my fucking, my life has been plagued by this question. Um, for, for, for PCs, what we have tried to done, as Tony mentioned earlier, some of our weapons mean that you will um, be able to use them as, you know, a bard, as a barbarian, as a druid, you know, as a wizard. Uh, some of some of the weapons will mean that you use um, modifiers and things that apply to some of those classes that would make you better. Not to mention, and you specifically asked, um, what are what are the players and, and NPCs and whatnot doing who aren't piloting the vessel and manning weapons? Well, the beautiful thing about that is they can be repairing things on the ship. They can be um, uh, basically dealing with the background crew, the NPC crew that are unnamed. They can be, um, you know, utilizing their ability to do uh, to to work with them and, and get them to do things. Um, they can, you know, be anything from you know moving items and, and and prepping barricades. It could be, you know, releasing certain things. It could be letting go of parts of the ship. There, there's a hundred different things that anyone in, in who isn't specifically on a weapon or anything could be doing, even down to just using your core player ability. So the moment you know ships get within a range that you can handle as, as a player, you can then be doing your spells, you can be shooting arrows, you can be boarding their ship, you know, you can you can even just be showering insults across, you know, across between two ships. There is many, many different things that players who aren't specifically manning a weapon can be doing um, in those moments. And some of those things are even just using sections of the ship that you might not expect you would be able to do things with. Things like the engine, things like the balloon, things like the kitchen, things like, you know, diff different stuff like that um, that allows you to do things that you might not expect you would be able to, 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 to do things in. I'll, I'll hand over to Terry. Right before you jump in, Tony, I just want to give a little bit more context on this and what we were battling with. So, you know, there is there are systems out there that use sort of the the, the Wizards of the Coast swarm type terminology. And I, I haven't even really spoken about the NPCs yet. Yeah, even. so we, so we, I, we I, can circle back I'm to that. I'm pivoting well. to more to the NPCs at this point. So um, you've gone from like really big, you know, sort of generalized movements for large numbers of NPCs for some systems, and other systems are literally taking one action per NPC. So you could have, if you have 20 NPCs, then you're having 20 different things. So, so this, this was the spectrum that we were working with. And we wanted to, we wanted to make sure that our default was, again, fun, simple, Easy. and dynamic. Yeah. Um, but also to give people the, the, the ability that if you really like crunchy, you know, a lot of detail in your NPC work, well, there's, a, there's a, an ability to do that in the system. Um, if you really want to streamline it even more, you can do that even more. Um, so this was what we've been thinking about, not wanting to pigeonhole ourselves too much. What the fuck are you doing? <laughs> T-shirt <laughs> stripping present at the same time. Free show! Uh, Free show! <laughs> uh, so anyway, with that in mind, um, anything else to add, Tony, to the... Uh, either to the PC side of... When Tony's done, I'll also come back to the NPC crew. Or, with, uh, or the NPC side bit. of things. Yeah, no, I think the the big thing as far as PCs go 
um, is that you know there are more things to do on a ship than just pilot and gun, mm. um, and that's by design. Yeah. Um, there you could whether it's dealing with the ship itself, dealing with the the NPC crew. Um, there are a lot of options, and you can even. If one person, for instance, is on certain weapons, there may be something else another PC could do to assist them. Whether it's loading it, whether it's aim assist, whether it's powering it, all that sort of stuff. So you can actually have two PCs kind of working to their strengths on one weapon at a time. Not not to mention as well, we have a bunch of feats that we've created that if you take those feats at certain levels, you know, if your DM gives you an extra feat at the beginning of the game, or, you know, you decide that you would like to take a feat, you know, at at level four instead of an ability score, um, then these feats give you other things that you can do. You know, a navigator on a ship has certain abilities that they can then do during combat and outside of combat that allow them, you know, to, to, to do more when they're not piloting or doing this and you know and a boarding crew member might have this a mechanic might have that and so on and so forth you know it, it allows these people to have a bit more you know it gives you you know um a role on a ship in 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 a lot of ways as well and we recommend that dms allow players when they are using this to take one of these feats because it really does you know we don't have a uh, like a lot of system have like a strict role i'm the captain and you're the you're the first mate and you're the brigadier and you know like you're the gunman but we we don't have that is what we have is feats that you can take that means that if you're someone who likes piloting, cool, take the piloting feat, and, and then have to da- down the... the line, you can take something else. And yeah. then you can switch and swap, and it means that your role on the ship is able to change by the feats that you take that we've created as yeah. well. It's not just one one captain that has the you know the ability to pilot. You could have multiple people that, yeah. uh, that have that. And it, it, it's also action economy, being smart with knowing, you know, if you're if you are the person who's doing the piloting at a time, knowing what your action economy is, and this is a very strategic system. So you might be like, you know, I'm going to do one thing in here, dip out and do something else and let someone else come in and do something else in here because it gives us more actionable, you know, you know, usage. And that's something that you constantly, like, we've made this system very much strategic battle. You're thinking all the time of like, God, I have a reaction, I have a bonus action and I have an action. How can I maximize this for my team, for the ship? and for myself in this moment and make sure that we get the most out of this because you know a couple people and this is where teamwork as well becomes you know if you've got a group of players that that don't have good cohesion just like a real airship that shit will fall to pieces in their hands if they're not working well together if they're arguing about who's going to be captain and who you know it becomes a much different thing um and and to build on that final thing that i'll say as well is things like you know dealing with crew morale like npc crew morale for people who are very like you know bards and things like that you are vital to ships like almost like key components of ships because without people that can talk to a crew that can inspire a crew that have been at sky for you know days and days on end that crew can get unruly you know so and, and I'll tease now, we do have a full crew morale system as well for, for, for crew. That means that if you piss your crew off enough, shit can go down. You're so, not using you know, the mutiny the, word, are you? The, I, I'm, I wasn't going to use the mutiny word, but yes, the mutiny <laughs> word indeed. It's out there now. Yeah. <laughs> um, Tony, any, any, other, any other closing thoughts on this before we move on to another area? 
Yeah, I mean, the only thing I'd add on, um, on like kind of how we're handling NPCs, um, if if you do want to like give every single crew member their own story arc, every non-player character for the players to find out, you're free to do that. Um, that's you know, at least for my DM style. That's a bit much for me. Mm. Um, I forget names too easily, but. Um, there's also, you know, you can have kind of the background crew um, mm-hmm. that you'll be able to to interact with and kind of command in those. Um, but they can also die. Yeah, that you know, they are kind of a resource that, um, you know, if the enemy lands a good fireball that that, you know, you, you may have a few incinerated crew members. Mm-hmm. Um, so we've kind of we wanted to along with um swashbuckling of the sky we also wanted an element of almost like sky chess mm, where yeah. there you know there is a lot of trying to anticipate what the what's going to happen um and trying to be one step ahead and at least in our play tests um that has come across very very well we're always trying to kind of predict predict the other movement and then adapt when they do something maybe not exactly but you know kind of you were 60 percent right so how am i going to correct for that 40 percent now um and the crew's a part of that as well one of the things i love about what you guys have created is what you you kind of touched on tony which is this um this so it 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 is not this exposition of sometimes in D combat you know it's kind of there's a there's almost like a, a meta view of how this whole thing is going to play out. We've devised a system, or you've devised a system, that that keeps the uh, the suspense to be almost like an instantaneously. Okay, well, this is this decision. This is this decision. Let's see how that plays out right now, because you did not know what you were going to do, and vice versa. Um, those that needs some context. That needs some context. Yeah, and um, that is that is. Do we want specific- to just go into that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that is yeah, that yeah. is specifically. Okay. Yeah. I, okay. Yeah, yeah. I'll, I'll hand it. I'll hand it off to the to the experts. Yeah, yeah. So 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 context for that is, we have movement rules, and our movement rules we believe are the most dynamic thing that we have created. Um, we have a points based system where you spend points every round. These points reset at the beginning of rounds. And it allows you to move your ship in certain ways, uh, certain maneuvers, things like that. And each one costs points. We can tell you at this point, points are going to be, you know, one point is going to equal about somewhere between 10 and 25 feet of movement. We're still doing the calculations at this point. And let me tell you, that has been plaguing me this week like a motherfucker. I've been doing, I hate maths and I've been doing maths all day, (laughs) all freaking day today. Um, But we'll get um, worked out by next week. Exactly. <laughs> Just but so you yeah. can sleep again. <laughs> oh god, don't. But yeah, so that's what we've that's what we've been working on um to, to, to make sure that those points are the right amount and so on and so forth. But the real beauty of this this movement system is that all the movement happens at the end of the round of combat. So even if you're the first player in the initiative that is holding the helm, your actions that you take on the helm do not happen until the end of the round. Now, this is because we realized early on that it means that a DM, it, and, and DM can choose to do it in the way they want. If they want to do the standard thing that DMs do, which is suspend, you know, reality, suspend knowledge of reality and, you know, play based off of what the characters in game know, amazing. But for other DMs that, you know, might not trust themselves to do that and might, you know, be like, oh, well, I know that they're moving 
you know, upper zone. So I'm also going to move up a zone. We've created it so that it can be something that happens right at the end. Nobody knows what the other team is really going to be doing until the end of the round. So there's an optional rule where the DM writes down what they're going to do. The person at the helm writes down what they're going to do. And in the last, at the end of the round, they both read out what the ships do and then it happens. And so it becomes this real dogfight situation where you don't know what the other pilot in the other ship is thinking. But by the way that they move, and you might pick up patterns, they might do certain things, you might notice stuff. And this is a whole nother level for his DMs, you know, that you can lace in. Just like a NPC will have certain strategies they will use or a monster will use in combat, certain ships might have certain strategies that they might use that players might be able to deduce and then counter with movement and things like that. So that is something that we're super excited about, something that we're, we're very proud of and hyped about. I'm just going to add one little thing and then I'm going to pass it over to you, Tony, which is um, along with dynamic movement that's sort of embedded in the system, there's additional dynamic movement in the ship type. So certain ships will be able to, mm -hmm. to, to move a little bit more agile um, in, their, in their turning. Other ships, of course, will have more acceleration, this type of thing, which adds just another layer of having to understand your ship, having to understand the other ship as, as you've seen it move, and then really trying to strategize all of that with this suspenseful element that we've put in. Uh, Tony. The, uh, the only thing I wanted to add is another element of not having movement happen instantaneously in a round is um, from really early, like really early playtesting of like a pre-alpha version of this. There's nothing worse than spending your turn like right before the other person goes loading up a weapon for someone else and then they move away. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Because that just feels terrible. That's not fun. So instead, each turn almost becomes a puzzle in itself. They're here, we're here, now they're here, and we're here. What do we do? Um, so each turn, you don't have to worry about, oh, I better, you know, you go on that because if I go on that, it'll move and we don't know if it'll be in range. That's gone. We we didn't want to build a situation where um, initiative of players dictated who could do what. Mm. every turn yeah. so this way you know now it's okay movement happens we're in turn initiative that ship's right there and we have six seconds to figure out what we're going to do about it yeah and and it gives you parameters for each round it means that you know where that ship is going to be for that round you know where yep. you know the the npcs on that ship are if you can see them you know where your crew are you know all that kind of stuff and it means that for those six seconds, you know what's up. Then, then you don't then, know. Then you don't know. Yep. And then at the beginning of the next round, you know, and now it's about strategizing again. And um, just in the chat, we've had a couple of people just on this point um, saying, uh, let's uh, some funny bits in here. So someone saying, uh, will I be able to push a button and turn a knob and pull a lever and raise the shield? There might be, there, there may or may not be. I cannot confirm. Whether they're not will whether there may or may not be a, a shield system for, for a ship, but uh, but that might exist. Um, uh, the the Arcular the Bard saying uh, lives of my crew are my most disposable resource. Savage, uh, absolutely. If savage. you want it to be, uh, you're gonna have to hire a new crew. But yeah, 
And, yeah. uh, you know, it would really suck if after your sixth crew, nobody wants to join your ship anymore. <laughs> uh, the Rapscallion has a tendency to be the end of crews. Yeah, um, the crew ender. Didn't mean to name your ship. The Rapscallion's what I'm going with for the, the sake of this analogy, but... Um, not a bad name. We've got Cobb Halla saying, uh, I love maths. I gave my airship board its own unit space uh, so that the maths was easier. Oh, interesting, Cobb Halla. That's That sounds very interesting. Uh, Acular the Bard saying, does this mean that after deciding on movement, a spell could be put in front of you even if you went before the enemy spellcaster? Um, yes, it does. So if I decide, you know, next round our ship will have moved this amount, it means that if my, if for example, I go first and the DM shoots a spell after that, and our movement goes through that spell's area of effect, yeah, that's uh, that's that's yeah, mm -hmm. yep, uh, like yes, uh, there, there's no other answer to yeah. It means if you fly into spells that people are casting, that's on you. And if that happens to be because you know your your initiative is is like that, then guess what? You got to be thinking about that. You got to be thinking, cool. They've got a spellcaster that's shooting stuff out in front of us. Maybe we need to get behind them so that they're leading the dance, or below them, or below them, or above them. You know, and and it becomes this whole play then of 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 how that works. But yes, go go ahead, Tony. Yeah, no. You've covered it all. Yeah, you gotta watch out. Spellcasters up here. Spellcasters up here could be real rough. You you really gotta you gotta keep track of uh, once you see the first fireball. How close am I to that other ship? Yeah, exactly. Name of the game. Yeah, you just gotta be careful. And and yeah, it's 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 one of those ones. And if a player in the six seconds, you know, say for example, if your ship, if you are in the initiative after the caster, and the caster's like, I'm gonna put a fireball you know, 30 feet in front of them because I saw that they were, you know, traveling at this pace and I'm going to try and catch them. Cool, yeah. If on your turn you're like, well, there's a fucking fireball there. Uh, I'm now going to adjust the movement that I'm going to do because there's a fireball there. And then at the end of the round, you you dodge that because you've done you've made good movement choices. Then, yeah, that's, that's totally cool. Um, and also it just means as well, if you do want to have your person lower in the initiative so that you know what's going on and you can be smart about your movement then you just got to make sure the person with the low initiative is the person piloting the ship and that they've got the feet that they need to be able to do that. You know, that's that's another thing that, you know, strategy-wise that you can play into. Um, it, it becomes one of those one of those things. Um, and yes, Alkyar, yes, you're 100% right. Um, that question is definitely on my mind. Will movement be uh, be full action of the person manning the, um, the helm? Uh, that's a good question. So currently we have it so that... Um, in, in terms of, that, that, that's a good question. I don't want to give too much away. Yes, actions will be used, um, but it's, uh, that's, that, that's all I can say. It won't be all of your actions, but it will be some of your actions to do mm -hmm. movement, yes. I hope that's vague enough. Anything to add to that, Specific Tom? enough. No, just that um, I don't believe we have any, anything on a ship, maybe with a few exceptions, that requires your entire turn. No, no uh, exactly. No. I think that that's the big point. You'll have the ability to, you will have to give, you know, um, your action economy is a resource. And mm. in order to do things, they must take part of that resource. But it does not mean that we will force um, most situations that it will eat up your entire turn. Yeah, um, yeah. If you got bonus actions, reactions, other things like that, um, you know, you'll still have the opportunity to use them. Um, maybe some of these are a bonus action. Your action is actually okay. Just going to depend on um, the, 
you know, even the type of part you're at. Yeah. Okay. Um, I'm just going to, I'm going to go to uh, Jerome uh, right now, and then I'm going to come back to our Discord. Um, to our Discord. But Jerome, th thanks for joining us as well. Um, your specific question, and this has not been asked um, yet, so good question. Uh, it is, well... Kind of, it, yes, it's an overlay. Will there be an overhaul to ship weapons in, in the sense of in the sense of like, will we make weapon rules different? Like, what what you mean exactly? Yes, yes and no. The answer is some things are different, some things are the same. Uh, like, yes, no. <laughs> I hope that, I hope that answers that question for you. Some okay. parts of it are the same, some parts are different. And, and Jerome, I know you've just joined, but um, we're 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 dancing the 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 tightrope of um, revealing uh, hopefully enough information that you get a flavor of the system but without um, sort of revealing the, the nuts and bolts of the system, knowing that we're going to be heading to a Kickstarter in a few months. So hope, hope you appreciate that. Um, I'm going to switch back real quick to the Discord. We're going back and forth. So those of you that are putting questions in on the chat, just keep putting them in there. We will circle back to them. We're going to put a, another hour time limit on this. If we don't go up to that hour, fine, but we're going to put a hard stop at, uh, at two hours in. If we don't get your question in this time, we will... We will capture it and we'll we'll stack it up for the next AMA, which will be coming up in you know the next month or so. Um, okay, so um, UNC Samurai, who's also really active in our Discord, thank you for being no, active. That's, that's the one that we just tried. Uh, right. Okay. Sorry, we, we've answered yours. Um, Tiger Tom um, says, "I expect your system focuses primarily on ship, on single ship combat. Is there any support for multi ship engagements, fleet ops, that sort of thing?" Great question. It is something we've thought a lot about. Um, who wants to take this one? Um, Tony, why don't, why don't you dive in, dude? Sure. I mean, we have... It's something we've discussed. Um, it's something that we, we're, we're, we're noodling with. Um, the, the kind of challenge that we run into is as we've kind of as we've described how combat can work there's a there's a lot going on for just two ships mm -hmm. um trying to anticipate and, and you know kind of um interact with one other ship so now adding two four um so things can get super super crazy i mean don't get me wrong swashbuckling in the sky it's kind of you know it fits the theme um, so we are looking at um, and have have a few iterations where we're still fine tuning a little bit of allowing kind of more um, large ship encounters without making it so the DM has to individually run a flotilla. Yeah. Um, because I don't want I I would never do that as it, I'm a forever DM. By yeah. the way, <laughs> I can't remember the last time I was a player. You cannot pay me to run <laughs> eight, like eight or nine of these ships in a combat. No. It would take an hour to get a single turn down, um, and I would I would just drink myself into a stupor. Um, <laughs> so we we want to be able to do it, um, and we we are we're figuring a way to to try and incorporate that as well. Um, so that's you know in terms of this as well, just just so people know. So like. Um... Uh, Acculard is asking similar question. Have we looked at large combat rules made by other uh, successful uh, supplements writers such as Matt Koval, uh, where instead enemies are not individual but handled as groups? The, the, the answer is this. 
if we if we go and and what we're likely going to do, uh, Matt, Tony, Tony's Sorry, a, Tony's a big Matt Kerbal fan. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, the the answer is this: we will be if if we're going to dive down that route, we're likely to use our NPC crew rules yeah. that we currently have. Yep. to alter those in a way that means that you're doing very similar things that you're doing with a crew, but uh, instead of it being a crew, it's like an armada of ships. So it becomes a case of, you know, you're, you're giving commands to, to, to sections to do things um, in, in, in that moment, and, and, and that's how that will, that will work a little bit more. But it is something we've thought about. It's most likely going to be a stretch goal um, because, you know, it's, you know what, we're, what we're creating here is something that, you know, a DM can run, you know, a, an encounter with maybe a maximum of like four or five ships on a map. You know, if you really want to make it super crazy, four or five ships on a map. And um, and do it like that, but yes, we have very much considered more ships than that, and how that would go down. And based on what we have currently, our our NPC crew rules actually translate really nicely. Um, well, I was just gonna, I was just gonna, because it's a similar problem. It's, it's a similar problem whether you have individual ships or you have swarms of yep. them, or you know, it's same same fucking problem as NPC crew. So it's 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 just tackle it the same way. Well, yeah, what I would add to that is that. What we've come up with is super exciting. I think the way we're tackling it is is different than and we have you know Tony has his selection his stack of systems behind him that we've referenced. We've referenced just about every system out there, and the way we're handling the multiple NPCs and the multiple ships is different. We'll say that it's different, and we think that it's uh, it's got its real benefits on again keeping things as simple or as complex as you want. There are dials to these. Um, we'll give you a recommendation of sort of like, you know, sort of general GM or DM usage. But if you want to go more simple, you can. If you want to, if you want to get real crunchy and run, you know, lots and lots of different components of NPCs or ships, you can as well. So we're really excited about that bit. Mm. Okay. Cobb Hollow yep. again? Back, back to Cobb Hollow on Discord? Cobb Hollow bringing the heat on Discord and on the live chat. Um, okay, uh, your question on Discord is, do the players get any special abilities regarding doing things on the ship? Um, we, we, we touched on that a little bit. I was going to say, we've already kind of touched on that, which is we do have feats, that we, and we're going to have like a nice selection of feats that you can take that will allow, and I'll, I'll give a little bit of extra insight here. Shit, 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 a little bit of extra insight. You guys turn off your, uh, turn off your recorders right now. <laughs> And uh, uh, put your goldfish memory in, so that you forget things. <laughs> so it will it will give you give you bonuses to how your player does certain things on the ship, but it will also give you um, different ways at which you can work with the NPC crew as well. So you have like abilities that it gives your player. It allows you to interact with the ship in different ways, and it allows you to interact with your NPC crew in different ways. So these feats elevate your play by giving you access to more stuff as well as also um just like like i said in some ways it's kind of like roles you know you get the pilot's feet you get the you know you get the mechanics you get the whatever feet, 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 feet. and if you want all of them then you could be a jack of all trades on a ship which would be kick ass if however you know you are, you know, for example, Maverick from Top Gun and your whole thing is like, I gotta fly and I gotta have my co-pilot next to me. 
then you probably want the pilot feet and you probably want the person next to you to take the navigator's feet. And you know, you know, and and that's kind of you know how that would go in. So yes, the answer to answer your question, yes. <laughs> Again, yes. Mm. <laughs> um, that one we've already we've already asked. Tony's got a little bit to uh, add. Tony. Oh yes. Uh, okay. was a, yes. yes. Yeah. <laughs> I, was just, uh, I was just furthering the yes. <laughs> <laughs> um, respect, Tony. Uh, Alucard, the Bard, says, respect, Tony. A fellow fan is always respected. I think that was to you holding up Matt Colville's book. Oh, um, yeah. Scott, oh, yeah. Th- Mad- Shout out to Matt Colville. Shout out to Matt Colville. <laughs> so, someone tag him in the... <laughs> <laughs> someone at Matt Colville right now. Yo, these these white guys are fucking talking about you, man. So what's up? <laughs> um, his, his stuff is incredible, but our stuff is different. Yeah. I, I will answer that question. We, we are not, like... Both are trying to, like you're saying, compile a whole bunch of people into a more manageable system. Um, ours is different than Matt Colville's. Yeah. I can I can confidently say that. Yeah. yeah, and I would and I would further just say that anyone that is a big fan and supporter of Matt Colville and understands all of Matt Colville's or a lot of Matt Colville's content is is you, Tony. You you've referenced him as a as a real inspiration. He's the reason why I DM today. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> He's so, the whole reason I got yeah. into this hobby. Um. Yeah. So, Scott. Okay, uh, let's move on. This is Scott. an interesting question. This is actually an interesting question. Thanks for joining us, Scott, on YouTube. Um, your question is, to what extent does actual physics rather than lore dictate the DM's decision when deciding what would happen in an airship battle? Interesting, because we have used terms like Pythagoras' theorem. <laughs> And we oh, have looked at <laughs> early iterations of this. We've a looked shit at <laughs> 3D chess models and all kinds of shit. So, um, I, go me, ahead. Let, go me, ahead. Let, me, let me tag you for this. Because <laughs> this is, this just, is all. The answer I remember is, when you guys brought up Pythagoras' theorem and I just said no. That's not, I'm not, do, I'm not pulling out my calculus calculator. <laughs> not for a game. No. <laughs> Um, I think, guys, the, the answer to that question is this. And uh, Scott, I'm not sure how much like RPGs you've played or TTRPGs you've played. I'll assume by the fact that you're here and you're asking this question, it's, it's a decent amount. What you probably know is that each world dictates how physics and lore and all of that works within the setting. So certain settings will allow you to defy the human physics laws that we have here in, on planet Earth. Um, and other ones will be very similar to that. Um, what I would say is the, we have things, we, we have physics for falling. So we have like gravity physics, I guess, involved because we know how fast ships are going to fall out of the sky. Um, you know, we have, um, mechanics for, you know, if a player falls off of a ship, we have mechanics for flight. So yes, in a, in a way, yes, we have a, physics system but this physics system that we have can fit most other physics systems is is what i think i would say is that if your world has no gravity then this works for that if your world has too much gravity your world uh, this works for that you just have to adjust the numbers of you know how many how many speed points a ship gets you you adjust you know um how, how many how much it, how many speed points it costs to move up and down air zones you know blah 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 that kind of stuff and it comes down to more about how you want to refine this to fit your situation, less about, you know, uh, yes, we have rules for physics, but it depends on your world. Do you have Mars gravity or do you have Earth gravity? That's going to, 
people might fall faster in your world because you have uh, they might fall slower when they fall off a ship. So uh, that's very much up to you. So yes and no again. Uh, <laughs> a whole bunch of yes and no's. Uh, one thing I will add is if you are using the right back. baseline rules for falling. Right, you know, you take X, uh, is it a D6 damage per 10 feet. I, I don't have that memorized. But if you have that sort of rule in your game, this will work. If you have, for your game, adjusted that to either, you know, to, to mimic a stronger gravity or less gravity, system will still work. You're just, like Bodhi's saying, you'll just have to tweak it. Um, ours is based on the gravity kind of the, the assumed gravity rules of traditional D and D five E is what we've based ours on. Mm. Yeah. But it's your it's your uh, it's your world. You you know you you switch these up however you need them. Just a, a little little side comment from Scott. But triangles, bro. <laughs> um, you can make I, it we, we 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 appreciate it, Scott. We appreciate the uh, the 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 desire to have as authentic a re- of a representation of physics as possible but we also appreciate that there's a balance between getting too over the top with that and um and just enjoyable playability as well we're trying to we're trying to meet the balance um the other thing that i will say is don't let me forget to talk about the applications of our overlay so IRL applications and VTT applications. We'll have that at the end. I know someone asked it. I think you may have even seeded it in the Discord. Um, but we will get to that in a second on what, whatever your favorite platform is that you like to play D&D, is this overlay going to be able to be used for that? Um, might as well just get into it now so that we don't wait, leave wait, it to wait, 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 wait. Let's, let's say that for later. I have, I have a, there's a question in here that I think is something I know we wanted to touch on tonight. Okay. And, I, and I, I think it's one that Tony will get hyped about, and I think it's a great one. Go ahead. Uh, E-Rock, scroll up a little bit. E-Rock, uh, E-Rock uh, says, there are a lot of non-ship monster encounters for seafaring ships. Other than dragons and griffins, will there be new sky monsters? Or is this primarily ship versus ship mechanics? Tony, over to you. <laughs> it's all yours, son. Just by that reaction, so, Rock, you can guess where we're, where so, we're going. This one's for so, you, dude. How many, put, how many can I I put, Let me pitch you on the clock here for a sec. This, this, <laughs> we only, we only on, have we got, 45 minutes. So you, 45 minutes? Okay. <laughs> and how much? You guys need like a minute to close, right? We're good? <laughs> okay. um, so, yeah, we, we've got. Um, a bunch, uh, Bodhi and I, uh, very recently got to just have an entire, entire call just, you know, drafting up a bunch of these. Um, one of my personal favorite, um, and we're not gonna, we'll go into them a little bit. Um, cloud bees, which are, uh, medium to large, uh, they look like giant bumblebees, but they're, uh, blue with white stripes. And what they do, um, at least in the Skyrim specifically, is they actually consume air pollution and produce um, clean cloud. So in the Skyrim specifically, you could have kind of um, a floating rock that is actually a cloud beehive that you don't see 
because it is surrounded in a cloud that it has produced. Um, and they, you know, there are a bunch of different types of cloud bees, depending, you know, very much on bee. Tom, I don't know if you've heard about cloud bees yet, I, <laughs> but I, if you have heard of, no, I heard about them uh, actually just before this call, but I've heard about the, the a laundry list of other re- just really insanely cool creatures drop, and monsters. Drop, drop the other one a little bit. Give give a little oh. teaser to them. Are we doing to, to, Are we doing Night Deceiver? Little, just a little bit. You can talk okay. to, to, talk a little bit about not what too a much though. Is. Okay, okay. That's, that's enough. All right, let's move on. Okay, <laughs> go ahead. So the. Night Deceiver. Uh, I will. I will give uh, a, a brief description of it. Uh, you know, as as it would be known, kind of in the world lore. And can I give its coolest feature, Bo? Do you know what I'm talking about? Can I give it? Yeah, hundred. Yeah. Can I give it? Okay. Yeah, hundred percent. Hundred percent. So a Night Deceiver is an aberration that at some point had made it to itself to the material plane. Um, it's called a Night Deceiver because it actually flies across the sky, um, always being the opposite side of the sun. So it's never a Night Deceiver has never been seen in daylight, or it's incredibly rare. Uh, the biggest thing with them, them being a gargantuan um, aberrations, is they are known for um, consuming ships. But they actually have an extra dimensional space where they should have a stomach. So there are um, full societies that have of wrecked ships that live inside the extra dimensional space at the center of a night deceiver. Um, probably one of our favorite. That was um, that was a a conversation coming up with that guy, yeah. but um, they are kind of you know they are the 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 one thing if you're sailing at night you do not want to run into because that that could be an adventure all on its own. <laughs> so yes, there there will be a host of creatures with this Kickstarter, some of which you can ride, others which we don't recommend you ride. <laughs> Um, the other thing, hey, the, I mean, the, you could try. Oh, you could you could try riding a, a Crystallian Stingray. Not recommended. <laughs> good luck. One but of the things, you can. You can try. One of the things that I uh, that I loved about just thinking about a Night Deceiver is there have been NPCs that have actually been birthed inside a Night Deceiver and have died inside a Night Deceiver. So their entire existence, their entire world experience has been inside a night deceiver um we'll leave it at that we'll, 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 we'll leave it at that there are other applications and other elements of uh of of how that that night deceiver can bring some really really incredible lore, like flavor into into your world if you chose that type of world this is this is a long question but a really easy answer and i'm, I'm gonna quickly <laughs> just dive through this one okay uh, alcular the bard is saying will, will there, there be modular ship parts such as installing new guns or maybe adding items like gravity stones uh, to make falling off a ship less, le- less lethal, uh, higher levels of armor, etc. My answer to that is redacted. Um, no, is, uh, my, my, my answer to that is actually semi-redacted. The answer to that question is we have something and I can't say any more than that. That's all I can say is that there's something that we are working on um, and I can't say more. But mm. that there is something. So, can I can I just yes say something? and no? <laughs> Another yes and no. 
what, if you're playing the drinking game where every time Bodie says yes or no, you're drunk by now. Yeah, take that shit. <laughs> take one. Here's what I would say to that. Um, again, without saying anything, except that everything we're doing is great, but that is. This is the bit of the entire process that we are uh, just so excited about. And we know, we know that you will be very, very excited about because it is something that um, ain't out there. And so uh, it is something we're going to hold close to our chest, but just know that when it is revealed, you're going to come back to this conversation. You're going to say, oh, shit, they were right. That is fucking cool. Can I also say one thing without saying anything? Yes, of course. It is something you didn't know how much you needed it. Yeah. Ah, yeah. That's a, that's a frame. Now that we're all borderline politicians, um, <laughs> we, can, we can move right along. Uh, right. Do, you, do you want to get a Discord one? Let's see what's going on. Uh, I think we're, we're pretty much through the Discord. The last one was from Khan Krusha uh, yesterday, actually. And it said, how will you ensure our, all players are engaged during a ship-to-ship combat? Um, is that the last one? No, you missed... Uh, here, you missed this one by Reven. Oh, okay. So, yeah, we'll come back to that. Do we want to we'll, answer that question real quick yeah, first? Yeah, yeah let's answer <laughs> yeah, that. Okay. okay. It's, we've kind um, of already answered it. We've kind of... Yeah. How are players engaged? We've kind of already answered that. Yeah, there's a lot going on on a ship. It's a complicated piece of equipment. Um, whether it is combat, you know, w- like we've said, we, we we want to ensure that the barbarian's not banging his head against the wall because he's got nothing to do while everyone else is firing things with deck ba- uh, based weapons. Um, so there will be combat options for all ability scores. Mm. Uh, and then, you know, Certain ability scores will be better in in certain you know areas of the ship or, or certain elements of it than others. Um, but the big thing was, especially in our early playtesting, is if a player just kind of passed their turn, we knew something was wrong. Yeah. If it was like I'm just going to sit here, um, whether it's lining a spellcaster lining up themselves for a spell to fire off, whether it's you know the rogue gnome using their decks and then the barbarians loading in trebuchets, like just loading in stuff to just, so the, the gnome could line it, spend extra time lining up the shot. Uh, there, there's a lot of opportunity for that, depending on what your players want. Yeah. hundred percent. Great. I'm going to come back to the live chat here in a yeah, second, gotcha. um, but this is taking us to a different area that I think is important to explore. So Reven, who is actually one of our moderators in our discord, Reven, thank you for all the help that you've given us over the past weeks. We really appreciate it. And this is a, a, a good question as well. So um, curiosity about how many types of ships and if they vary in degrees of advancement and technology. Read all of this. Read, read um, all of it. Do we have any plans for racial ships or even faction-based ones? Even a group of people uh, may use what scraps they find to make a ship so it is more crude, um, like a pirate ship, or it could be a ship made for ramming and boarding. Um, types of weapons available or ship customization, if available, to offer. I'll tag in here. So the answer, the, the answer to that is... We will have, there is going to be a host of example ships in our book, some of which will, are fa- very much faction-based. They are, they're examples of, you know, we, we have a pirate ship. We do have indeed a, like, imperial ship. We have a, like, rebel ship. Th- those are things that, yes, we do, we do indeed have faction-based ships. 
something that I have to be very careful how I say is this. Um, for, first of all, ships made for ramming and boarding? Yes, that will exist. 100%. Uh-huh. Yes, tick. In terms of your question about could you make sh racial-based ships, um, also could, um, could you use scraps that you find to customize a ship and things like that? The answer comes under what we just spoke about a minute ago. We have something in the works for customization that we can't talk about, but yes, that will be something that can that can go down. And furthermore, scraps and things. Why the fuck not? Yeah, possibly. Um, like, yeah, po th 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 there's a chance. There's a chance. I I, I think you know with with uh, certain things. You know, we. You, God, I have to be so vague. Um, there's certain things that yes, you could use scraps to um, to 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 help your ship. Yes, that's all I'm gonna say. But to to, to answer that question, we do have faction-based ones. We do have examples. There will be options for customization. And if that means you want to, you know, have a ship that you believe is dwarven in nature, that's up to you. Um, that's 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 within your that's within your hands. That's and, and we're you know. If you think one of our example ships is particularly dwarven in your opinion, then feel free to use that for dwarves. Mm. That's totally fine with us. We have no issues with that. Um, you yeah. know, this is this is very much plug and play. Use what you want and put it. And again, you know, we have, for example, you might have a, a crew, a named NPC crew member of an example ship, and he's called Timmy Hortons. And Timmy Hortons, fucking, you you might not like that name. You want to call him Jeffrey Jeffrey Bilson. Cool. Feel free to change his name. Feel free to change how he looks. Feel free to change everything about him. But you can still use him as he is if you want. That's our whole thing. This this whole system is you can pick one thing to use, or you can pick all of it, or you can pick multiple things. It's up to you how much of this you use and how much of it you alter to fit your world. That's what really what we what we've tried to make it is. This is as core and as central as possible, so it can really be spread across whatever you're doing and used in whatever way suits your your world, your setting, your, you know, whatever you want to call it, campaign. Yep. The, the one thing I'd add to that is I think for our example ships, we're focusing more on factions and more like play style mm -hmm. of ship than having specific uh, race or legacy-based ships, uh, unlike something like Spelljammer, where you have the gift ship. Or, um, you know, Dark Matter back there, um, which also had a bunch of, like, a very specific, um, like, these are what elven ships are. If you see our pirate ship and go, that looks like something that dwarves in my world would use, it is now a dwarf ship. Yeah. Done. Yeah. Um, so, you know, it, it's one of those things, you know, all DMs know. You take what you like and you discard the rest. Yeah, um, and we've exactly. tried to, to really um, make that as easy as possible for you guys. 100%. Cute-ass tiger, I know you just joined uh, a couple days ago because uh, I was interacting with you a little bit on Reddit. So thank you for not just... Uh, Damn, that's one cute-ass tiger. That is a cute-ass tiger. Um, <laughs> that's a great just, name. Uh, <laughs> it is. It is. A great name, uh, that one. Thanks for coming aboard and uh, also offering up your question. So your question is, could a PC with flying fly between two ships or would they just go too fast? Talking about, I guess, the ships going too fast for a PC to be able to negotiate going between Go, go ahead, Tony. I will I'll be very careful. The answer is it depends. 
Yeah. It it depends and it it, it depends on there's the, there's that little bit extra of in one round. Yes. Across multiple rounds, that becomes the debate then at that point. Is it depends how many rounds there how many rounds you're gonna be in the air chasing a ship as a flying humanoid or a flying character, so on and so forth. Yeah, I mean I think I'm gonna have to I'm gonna have to go with a, a new Bodhi staple and say yes and no. <laughs> so in other words, was just Ah, <laughs> <laughs> oh, these poor, these poor, these poor people want to know so much more than we're giving them. <laughs> um, hey, they can stay tuned. Hey, you know when the book exactly. comes out, you can know it all. <laughs> After the Kickstarter, you know a lot more. Um, we'll be here. <laughs> <laughs> okay, there's a uh, Alucard is is giving out a, a few more comments and questions. This is a, a, a great one. God, I hope there is a giant flying creature that can anchor you in place. I want to be so mean to my players. Alucard, <laughs> Jesus, dude. have you uh-huh. been? It's there. Have, yeah, exactly. I was just going to say, have you been? You, where's your camera, Alucard? Because <laughs> it seems like you've been sitting in on a on a meeting that we had recently. Let, let me uh, let me check the Google Drive permissions. I don't see him <laughs> in here. I don't know how he got in. <laughs> just to uh, say this, uh, we we have thought about that, and uh, it's a oh, it's, it's a there. creative idea. Yeah, it's yeah. Don't yeah. you worry. You want to be if you want to be a dick to your players, we got you. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I don't necessarily recommend doing that all the time, but hey, if you if you know that's if, your style. If they've really if they've really pissed you off, or they do something real stupid, uh, you know, yeah, there's there's going to be plenty of you know the night the, the night deceivers always won. Yeah. Um, Erock says that implies cloud honey sweet. I, I, I'm assuming you're talking about the uh, the swarms of bees. Um, bees. The cloud bees. Great. Um, another comment. We're talking some astral dreadnought level stuff. I like it. Thanks, Alucard. Um, yeah, no silver string here, but yeah, it's still going to hurt real bad. <laughs> real um, bad. Let's see. Can't wait to see the ship Christmas Age table that I'm now expecting to be in the book. Okay, great. Alucard says, can't wait to see the ship customization table that now I'm now expecting to be in the book. Nice guess, Alucard. Close, but no cigar. Um, <laughs> hey, that is that is very Wizards of the Coast. And I will tell you what, I commend them for thinking <laughs> and I commend them for thinking so in their box. But we are we are definitely thinking a little we're, bit we're further out of the box than that. Yeah. There will be tables, was... but we're thinking further out of the box than that. Don't worry. You're going to get your tables, but there will be more. There's okay. so much more. Um, Alucard now asks a specific question, though, about spells. So spells were mentioned. Um, but will there be any new spells added in this book? This is going to go to Tony. Um, I don't imagine a grand amount, but just some small spells to help with ship repair or speeding up a ship's movement <laughs> by supercharging in an engine or something. So Alucard, again, we need you to expand your mind. We need you to, to I was just going to say, I need you to take a big hit off of something uh, to allow to the, uh, the expanse of ideas because, um, yes, spells are going to happen. Go ahead, Tony. Over to Tony. Yeah. Um, uh, well, another thing we haven't talked about now, I know. Well, it just another thing. I don't know if we've actually touched on is who, um, who the authors of the book are. I was a god. You get out my head. This is why we fucking Never. work well together. Mm. Get out of my head. I Jesus. pay rent. I'm there. You can't stop. <laughs> um, but um, yeah. So kind pull of up, what pull up the book cover. 
Well, well, yeah. talking. Yeah. Um, um, what we've done, which we thought would be kind of a a, a fun thing. What are the things that um that Wizards of the Coast does? I think it's fantastic. Um, Fizzman's Treasury of Dragons. Love me some dragons. Um, it did it incredibly with Fizzband is having a um, a NPC kind of being in charge of the narration. And so the three of us have all created NPCs that are now canon in um, the Skyrim, Landrum, or both. Um, mine, personally, is uh, Gaumer. Uh, he is a true name wizard, which, you know, maybe Stretch Goal or uh, or a Mancy subclass for wizard. We'll see what happens. Um, and he has a series of spells in here um that some kind of have some have some fun on true name magic um as well as a lot of other really cool stuff um and critics of some very high level very powerful um affecting large swaths kind of for use in combat to really change up the field spells um but yes to, to answer your question there there's gonna be we got quite a few coming uh probably more than is necessary but i really like writing spells so we're gonna have more spells. Yeah. Um, uh, by the I don't way, know if the art. Yeah, the, the 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 art is currently on screen. You can see the front cover of our book currently on screen, um, and you can see that it says Galmar and Sapfo's comprehensive guide to airships and sky combat for D and D fifth edition. So, um, like Tony just mentioned, we will be uh, we will very much be writing this from the perspective of his NPC and my NPC, Galmar and Sapfo. And we will be, ha there will be quotes, there will be dialogue, there will be funny quips throughout the book that of us basically, you know, commenting on some of the rules, some of the things that you're going to say. And we just wanted to have that little bit of extra flavor um, and, and get you guys excited for the Sky Realm and the Land Realm as well, because they're both characters from those, those part, those worlds. And, um, and we just wanted you guys to, you know, see a little bit more into the, 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 the deeper side of what, what we're creating here. And, um, it also just adds a bit of fun because our characters are very kooky. They're very interesting. And, 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 you know, there's always good dialogue between Tony and I. And often it ends up as stuff we could, we could quote and put in there. So, yeah, that's, that's very much. We have a document of quotes that actually happened. <laughs> yeah, with exactly. Tweet, basically verbatim to our conversation while writing this, uh, yeah. which is always fun. So the, the answer is yes. There will be spells and items. There will be a lot of spells and items because we, the more we build, the more we realize we need things. And so um, there's a lot. Of, there will be a probably there will be a good few pages on spells and items, and uh, and a lot of them will be specific to airship stuff. A lot of them will be not specific to airship stuff. Things that you can use both in airship and and uh, uh, out of airship stuff as well. So if your DM allows them, why, why, why not? Spells that you could use uh, at, at other points in your gameplay as well. Uh, just can, I, can I give one? Yes, can please. I, can yeah, I yeah. give Sh one? Sh share one spell, please. Um, I, I won't do the, the invocations, because those are too cool. Uh, let's do... Oh, let's do... Uh, Chains of the Overlord, which yeah, is a, um, you know, we're, we don't need to go into the minutia, but basically it is, uh, it's called Gaumer's Chains of the Overlord, uh, fifth level evocation that actually summons chains um, from lore stuff, 
got to read the book for that. That you got to pay for admission. Um, but it's actually designed to capture large creatures or ships and um, hold them in place, um, even in air. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously, there are saves and other things you, you know, the ship can do to get out of it. But to answer your question, there are going to be spells, um, you know, and that that one, you know, we may have to bump that to six. It's pretty powerful. But we have up to eighth and ninth level spells that that can dramatically affect airship combat. Mm-hmm. Um, so we we have uh, we have uh, Erox saying, okay, just decided I want to play a, ca- a cloud B based druid slash monk. And just fly around in my cloud uh, and effing uh, like effing Goku with bees and cloud bees. <laughs> oh, wow, that's a that's yeah. A beautiful no, comment. we have we have specifically in the notes. I'm staring at it right now. Uh, cloud bees are mountable. They yeah, are writable. They are writable creatures, um, and they are. We don't have any art for them yet, but they are going to be so cute. They're going to be so cute. So cute, big fluffy white blue bees. <laughs> Very excited for the cloud bees. Um, yeah, no, do it. Go, go be a, go be Monk Goku on a B. Sounds great. Um, Scott <laughs> saying, Bodhi, what are what are the most common given answers for A, the positive, and B, the negative? Um, yes and uh, no. I believe that's what you're for, Scott. <laughs> oh, everyone um, drink. You heard him. <laughs> Take your uh, Erock saying, like you could swim between boats, but if the boats are moving. Um, not likely. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. If you can get across in one round, you're likely to make it across more than more rounds. Those ships are going to be moving and you're going to have to try and try and keep up with that. Um, yep. Cobb Hala saying, I'm dying here. I'm really excited to see more about your world. It seems like, um, seems like we're really crashing the same dream. Chasing, same yeah, chasing the same dream. The dyslexia, excuse me. Um, and, uh, dude, yeah. Uh, Super excited that you're, you know, so happy about this and you're on board. And I'm excited that you have a world similar to ours. That's, you know, that's that's very cool. Um, and uh, you know, we're we're, you know, maybe you'll maybe you'll end up running something on Homie and the Dude sometime. Who knows? That would that'd be real cool, man. We'd uh, check out the Sky Realm as well. Definitely be a playtester, please, God, please, please be a playtester. And we haven't um, even touched on the land realm yet. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I love Alucard the Bard says a common answer. This stream is. Uh, theoretically, but not necessarily. <laughs> That's uh, like half a shot. <laughs> I'm not sure how to process that in this game, this uh, sub game that's come up. <laughs> um, this is interesting. Cobb Halla says, does it require a 30 sheet Excel document to play your system? And this is an important question. Ooh, can I take this? Sure. Cool. I, like two things, two things that I want to say about this. First of all, um, yes, there's lots of rules, but as with D and D, if you haven't noticed, there's get over a thousand rules in D and D, and they're all in a book. So, like like that, yes, you will have our book to your hand or our PDF at hand, but we are going to be creating methods for you to simplify this. So we have three things that we 100% are intending to add to this Kickstarter. Number one is a GM screen that will have simplified versions of 90% of the core rules that we have. We will also have a GM ship tracker 
that will have um, different things that allow GMs to, you know, plug bits of ship stat blocks and whatnot in that they need to adjust and whatnot throughout the combat. And we will also have a player ship tracker as well, which means that as things go through the combat as well, you can adjust different bits on the player ship tracker as well. Um, and the player ship tracker can be looked after by one player at the table, or it can be, you can all have the same ship tracker and all adjust things together so that you all have um, access to that as well. So entirely up to you, but we will be simplifying everything. As, same as D&D, you have all the thousands of rules in a book that you're not going to remember. Um, we have and, and we'll be creating simplified versions of that um, so that you can access it nice and at the tip of your fingers, basically. Yeah, remember, remember our mantra, simple, fun, and dynamic. And, you know, we want it to be, um, to Tony's point, that, that mission statement that you keep you know, you keep reminding us about which is swashbuckling. Wow, and I screwed up. Swashbuckling <laughs> sky combat. Um, one other, one small thing is that we've also tried to break it to make the resources themselves, um, you know, kind of a comp uh, the ability to break them apart. So even like if your players have a ship stat block, um. There may be, you know, ways to print that stat block out and actually part out the ship to make it easier for players to own, not have to look at an entire sheet, but half a sheet or, you know, a certain element of it. So that way not every player needs an entire ship. They can kind of just handle, deal with the, the components of that ship that they are, you know, trained in or, you know, as you guys get into, as all players do, their modus operandum of who goes where to do what when things, you know, when shit hits the fan. Mm -hmm. um, and, so, and you know what, yeah. to, to, to build off of what Tony said, you know, what he means by, you know, and I'll, just again, little bit of info about what we're doing, but not to not to dive too deep. We we have our, our, our ships are broken into three, three sections. So every ship has three sections that are then broken into parts and stations. Um, and um, those uh, allow you to interact with them and, and, you know, do different things based off of what they are. So, yes, um, that that kind of it, what Tony was talking about, separating out a stat block. It means that yeah. if you are someone who is particularly a pilot and likes being the pilot and your team wants you to be the pilot, then maybe you'll take the, the section of the stat block that refers to the piloting. Uh, station that we have the, the the helm station or something like that that way you know specifically what abilities you're going to be doing with that area if if that's how you want to play it. if you don't want to play as flexible as is like i can do anything on the ship it's just a matter of putting my mind to it you know if, if you want to play more roles and who's doing what then you can you know give the gunner you know the the, the weapon stations you can give the 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 mechanic the this the blah 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 from so on and so forth um but yeah that's that's just to build on what tony was saying Go okay on. we've got about uh just under 20 minutes left so i want to just make sure we get to as many of these questions as we can so we're going to go a little bit more rapid fire on this yeah um, let's do it um so the the next one is kalpala asking will the book be hardcover in the kickstarter and the answer is yes we we have just discussed it before we came on this live stream and that was do we all get a copy of that book because we all want it on our shelf so First and foremost, we're going to make it because we all want it so bad. We love the artwork. We love, um, you know, just the, the, the pride of having that hardcover book in front of you is something that we all personally are looking forward to, and we hope you are as well. So it will be there for you. 
Um, right. That uh, use the system. I need these rules easily accessible too. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Exactly. <laughs> um, Reven says, guys, uh, plan on having variant rules to run it more complicated or simpler. Thinking like Tashes. Exactly. That's yeah. that's that's. We basically. have optional rules all the way through. There's like things like you know, we've put in combat. You know, use our combat order, uh, the the order for combat, or you can do a more dynamic cinematic version like this, you know, or, you know, so on and so forth. And we have, you know, optional um, rules all the way through, all yeah. the way through, like every term. You can almost think of it as dials. So you can, uh, we've, we've, we've given you sort of the recommended sort and of... Even the optional rules. You, there's more optional rules that we haven't written on the paper. Like, like I said, choose yeah. the parts that you want. Manip like every DM does, you know, it, oh... You want a creature that's like, a, you know, a bugbear, but you you don't have a stat block? Oh, just take the bugbear stat block and uh, change some things that you want. Keep the shit that you want, ditch the shit you don't, and wham, bam, baker, man. You've got yourself this new creature that, you know, is is what it is. And I think that's, that's how you've got to look at this system. It can be altered, manipulated, and changed into pretty much anything that you want to, to whatever degree that you want as well. I mean, as DMs, we've all done it. Yeah. Who exactly. ha who hasn't looked at a dragon stat block and gotten I gotta give it something. Yeah. <laughs> I love exactly. dragons, but I gotta I gotta give it something. <laughs> Automatic recharge at half health, flaming or something. Yeah. Um as much as I love dragons, uh five E's done them dirty. That's okay though. <laughs> That's okay. Uh speaking of that, five E's done them dirty, but who knows what D D one will do them. So that is something that we may want to talk about as well, um, because yeah. as we all know, there is a timeline for the lifespan of 5e as far as um, the current support of 5e from Wizards. Um, we understand that, and we know that that timeline is going to be sometime in the middle of 2024. We are also proposing that although this system is for 5e, that it will be adaptable and adapted by us for D&D 1. Do you guys want to talk about that process? Uh, sure. Yeah, it's, it's, it's just simply the case of um, it, we will be updating all the rules to fit the, the verbal jargon that, that is updated with D&D 1. Anything that is, you know, big changes or things like that that we need to make to the system, we'll do a complete overhaul and make sure that it works for for, for D&D 1. 90% of this should just apply based on what I've seen from the playtests of D&D 1, um, but it's it's just things like verbiage and, you know, how certain things are worded and stuff um, that will yep. mainly be the big thing that you need to change. Uh, Tony, do you want to talk about, like, what we will be offering them based on yep. uh, based on when that happens? Yeah, so our plan as of right now, given the Kickstarter successful, is all backers um, with a PDF, uh, a PDF version will get a revamped D and D one version for free. If you back the campaign, you have the D and D five E version. When D and D one comes out, it's going to take us a little bit of time to to get that you know learn the new system yeah. and, and convert the numbers. Uh, but we are committed to getting a D and D one version. Yeah. Um, to anyone with a PDF. If you got a hardcover, you know, a physical version, what we'll do after we get the, the, the PDF version kind of squared away and out is we'll most likely do an, a um, kind of a secondary Kickstarter with people that have 
back the first one for 5e will get a discounted rate at another copy of the book for D- of the D&D 1 version. Yeah. So the the goal is to get you guys something now so you can play with it and have fun and then when the system changes we adapt with it. Um so that way we want to ensure that nobody's like this looks really cool but I'm really curious about D&D 1. We got you covered. We're just yeah, going to take vice, care of that for And you. vice versa. If you find D&D 1 yep. and, you know, like the, the 3.5ers or the second editioners, you know, if you fucking hate D&D 1, then this is the fifth edition. Uh, the 5e one's already in yeah, your hands. <laughs> it, it, it will exist already at that point. And, and, and so that's awesome. Um, yep. Another one from Iraq. Because you mentioned a point mechanic affecting movement, a different and different gravity uh, effect point cost... To me, that implies these rules could translate to space travel. Is that a thing? Yes, <laughs> it yes. is a thing. Yes, uh, we 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 hope to we hope to like. Here's the thing: the rules kind of already apply to like you could use it in water and just remove the 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 up and down. You could use it in air. You could use it in space. You could use it in freaking custard if you were flying around in custard like (laughs) however you want to use it yes it would apply but we are also gonna try and make more specific stuff to suit spelljammer and things like that go ahead tony we cannot confirm nor deny that we will be ensuring our system can work in other products that we do not have the rights to (laughs) exactly (laughs) exactly can't confirm or deny (laughs) oh <laughs> exactly. Exactly. We, you know, yeah. I keep all of these. I keep all these books here just for stuff like this. <laughs> apparently. <laughs> so yeah, no. the The answer is yeah. Well, the, the the point system will and the movement system should work because it's three dimensional. In and if you want to make it flat for water or ground, even it say you could even apply this to to cars or anything like that if you really really wanted to. Um, you can break it down to 2D by removing the, the air zones that we have. And if you wanted to leave it in, in three dimensional space, then yes, you can, you can use this in space. 100%. Uh, yeah. One one small thing I will add is our system will not just say, um, if your, if your party wants to do combat, just don't. (laughs) I'm going to continue throwing shade at Spelljammer because that was the saddest line I've ever read. (laughs) Out of a Wizards of the Coast product, I just I don't know what they were, I don't know why they would do that. Um, they are just taking the piss out of us in the we cannot confirm or, or deny. But uh, Iraq says, yes, um, I'm not getting it again." But <laughs> you may not be able to answer. I think that uh, that's point three three of a shot, but the three repeats a hundred times. So I don't know how many shots that is uh, that um, that you're on the line for. Alucard says. Every dragon needs the ability to ignite its natural weapons with their element and spine through the party. Um, so another comment on dragons. Thanks, Alucard. Um, you all cannot confirm or deny that you will be writing rules that should have been included in another book, but weren't because Wizza or any other company are a bunch of hacks. Uh, now, <laughs> That's a great comment. I am just reading no. a comment that was not me uttering the words. <laughs> That's a great comment. Uh, so, uh, <laughs> <laughs> all I'm going to say is, uh, your words, not ours, <laughs> but yes, I think and... that's the appropriate response. <laughs> your words, not ours. Uh, uh, amazing. Um, we've got, uh, we've Iraq, got... that's a good point. Why yeah, flat yeah. for water? Um, it doesn't have to be. It's uh, the submarines. Yeah. If, if you just have, you know, floating, uh, naval 
ships. I was just thinking ships. Yeah, I wasn't thinking submarines. If it is underneath the waters, then you it gotta works. expand your horizons, man. Yeah. Da- God damn it! I'm living in that Wizards <laughs> of the Coast table, that Wizards of the Coast customization roll table. Son of a bitch. Oh. Um, but no, yeah. Um, and, and guys, look, we we don't have any more questions from the from the Discord. Um, if anyone else, uh, you know, we've got about ten minutes left. If anyone else wants to drop any questions in the chat of stuff we either haven't answered or things you want reaffirming or a- anything like that, what I will I will, I will uh, propose something um, about VTTs right now because it is mm, a, it's an active conversation that we have. Um, there are several VTTs, so just to name a few, we've got Fantasy Grounds, we've got Foundry. Uh, we've got Foundry. We've got Roll20. Uh, Roll, Roll20 um, Shard. What's the other one that you were talking about? Uh, Owlbear. Owlbear. So there's several, right? And Astral. they all have... What's, Astral. Astral. Um, they all have different requirements with regard to what you, can, what you can import into the system. We're looking at all of them. Um, to be frank with you, I think we're probably going to have... Uh, some solution for some of them to start uh, with, I, um, but we're, 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 we are looking at accommodating as many as we can. It's just, uh, it's just, you know, at some point it's going to be a cost-benefit analysis. If if one of them has just got a threshold that it's just like I don't know how we do that, then that's going to be a tough one for us to. And overcome. I, I think, I think the honest thing is this: at the moment, this is one of the big things I'm working on is our mapping system because. The movement and everything applies. It all works beautifully. Um, it's then getting it onto a battle map for a lot of yeah. UDMs. And we've come up with a really cool and interesting way that we can do that that involves uh, heavy scalability. Um, and because of that means that we're needing to create uh, exceedingly large file sizes down to very small file sizes um, that can then have tokens and things like that put on them with grids that are ridiculously large in number of squares. So um, I, I have been, as I said, I've been doing maths all day today and, and this entire week working out number of pixels per square and number of squares per map and number of maps per roll 20 and number of brain cells I'm losing per the, minute. The and, prime number of uh, It's 1, going 000. quick. <laughs> and uh, the, the brain cells are going quick at that point. Yeah, and so you know uh, we're, we're we're getting there with how this will be tracked on a battle map, and um, and we have some f- we have a kind of fun solution for in person games as well. Um, but yeah, it's it's something that I'm putting a lot of work into to make sure that we do have a good solution for you guys because you know something we realized is that if you look at D and D, they don't you know they don't really show you on any example battle map other than in the dm's guide when they're talking about flanking and sizes of creatures they don't show you how you can move on a battle map they don't show you how to move tokens they don't show you you know how spacing and shit should work you kind of just assume and go off of what other people have been doing for the last 40 years since it was invented and that that's basically what we're we're, we're trying to give you a a solid solution so that you're not just having to to come up with that yourself and and at the moment that's one of the biggest things that i'm i'm working on at the yeah moment. Nope. any thoughts any anything to add to that tony i mean i think the, the the big thing is we're going to do everything in our power to to come up with the best solution for you know as many of these platforms as we can but you know if one has a larger file size there's only so much we could do about that yeah. um but it is something that we're we're taking into account and trying to all right do we have a version of this for a smaller file size cap 
yeah. um, and things like that. So we're we're gonna do the best the best we can, we can for each of them. So that way, it's as seamless for you guys to be able to drop these into your VTT of choice mm. and get to flying. Yeah, and if you are an IRL player, um, we'll have the materials for you to have your your DM screen and your DM tracker and your player tracker and yeah. those types of things in real um, material for you to have. IRL. Final thing that I wanted to... Just... I just learned that like uh, six months ago. Yeah, Tom yeah. didn't know what IRL was. <laughs> yeah. One of our team, one of our team members was just—it was a beautiful learning lesson. She, she she just put her head, her hand in her head, and she said, "Oh my God, Tom!" When I said, "What's IRL?" and she just uh, she just shook her head. So I, I want to flaunt flaunt that I know it. But let me just say this um, to those of you that have been with us on the live stream. Um, I guess it's 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 important to say first, thank you so much for supporting mm -hmm. us. It's early stages right now. We spent a lot of time on this. Um, with not a lot of you know promises, we don't know if this Kickstarter is going to go through to the finish line. We're hopeful it does, and we're working really hard to not just develop the system, but also bring as many people in to this group to to come along the journey with us and to support us and to be you know how when you when you discover a band before they blow up, well that's what what, what you guys are doing right now with us. Hopefully, so you're with us along this sort of very formative stage with no promises anyway. And um, we appreciate that, but we also ask of you, shout it out. If there's anyone else that you know that you think would be digging airship combat or space combat or naval combat. And even, even further than that, anyone who is D&D &D lover, because you never know when airships are going to be coming into your game. Anyone who is a collector like Tony of, of supplements, you know, if you like to have a, a stack of hardcovers on your shelf, um, you know, anyone who's interested in things like that, any support that you guys can provide us would mean the, the 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 world to us, and but more more than that, I think you know we have three hundred of you incredible people on Discord. We have over six hundred people currently in our newsletter, and without you guys, we wouldn't be doing this. We wouldn't be pushing this, and we're just so thankful that so many of you have chosen Homie and the Dude as the 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 team for your airship combat. That's that's super badass, and it means the world to all of us. And you know, there's a reason why. You know, right now in the UK, it's it's you know nearly twelve o'clock at night. Why you know Tony's spending his evening here, and you know we're sacrificing hours and money to make this happen so that we can create an awesome product for you guys that we're proud of, that we're gonna freaking use <laughs> at the end of the day. That it's it's gonna become a thing that we use pretty often. So thank you for yep. for, for allowing us to do that. Something I want to quickly address as well before we do kind of wrap this up. I just want to just lay out like a spectrum of things that we will be including in this Kickstarter so people get the idea of the grandeur of what is going to be going into it. So PDF, hardcover book, um, some sort of map tracking situation, whether that be a digital or a physical version. Um, we will also be doing um, full like art and, and stat blocked NPCs in the book as well. Um, we will then, of those NPCs, be doing STL files of most of the crews for our example airship. So if you do decide to do this in IRL, you can have minis printed out. If you have a 3D printer, you can print our minis. And if you want to use our stat blocks and their names, go for it. If you want to use them for your own games, go for it. Um, but we will be including uh, STLs as well. There will be a DM screen. Um, there's definitely going to be a GM 
ship tracker. There's definitely going to be a player ship uh, tracker. And then other than that, we're looking at things like uh, like possibly dice to go along with it. We're looking at stretch um, goal things. Some some bigger stretch goal stuff. We're looking at applications possibly. We're looking at um, we're looking at possibly our own VTT down the line. There's there's some bigger stuff that that is big stretch goals that we're looking at that will. Uh, will help you guys out. So that's just a taste of, of the stuff that will be 100% included in this. You missed you missed one big stretch goal. Go on. The author self-insert pack. Exactly. exactly. <laughs> our our with, NPCs. With our NPCs fully statted, um, you know, even potentially going into custom subclasses for each, like I said, for... Uh, for Gaumer, we'll have Oromancy, True Name Magic, um, with some really fun ways of pulling out uh, the true names of your enemies and then using that true name. Um, kind of a better version of the one that um, Wizards of the Coast did in Unearthed Arcana and then never published anywhere because they weren't happy with it. Um, you know, w- we've got a lot of fun stuff. You know, yeah. this the, the farther this goes, the more fun stuff we get to make. 100%. Yeah, there's uh, yeah, we haven't mentioned a couple things that we won't mention, but that we will say are going to be uh, that we're super super excited about because um, one of the biggest parts of this whole project we can't say much about because it's that like crazy awesome. Yeah, and and that will be something that will enhance using our ship system in a way that it's going to blow your freaking minds, guys. <laughs> like, like we're we're super hyped on on. The, the ability, and we accidentally stumbled upon this, <laughs> creating something else a year ago, <laughs> and and yeah. we and we yeah. have got something that is pretty magical for you guys in terms of customization of your ships. So we're we're we're. But hyped. for now, that kimono stays tight. Yeah, exactly. We're, <laughs> All right, guys, we are uh, we're right at two hours. Um, we will do line. another one of these probably once we feel like there's enough. Uh, questions in the discord or enough demand and uh, we'll make sure that we keep you up to speed if you do have any questions along the way definitely drop them in the discord we have an ama questions channel in the discord so go ahead in there um shout it out to wherever you think uh there might be someone that might be interested in this and in in the end um the biggest thing we want to say is thank you so much for being with us um, we get energy from you because it's long and hard days to keep this thing moving forward. We all have full, full lives, and uh, this is, you know, it's it's been a, a, a bit of a grind. So thank you so much. We we very, very much appreciate your support and um, are inspired by the fact that you're waiting for something cool. It gives us the um, the inspiration to go out there and to finish the job that we started. Yeah, and and over the next couple of months, we'll begin sharing art. We'll begin sharing written out sections of the rules. We'll begin showing you example pages of what the inside of the book is going to be like. All of that is right around the corner. Like it is like, oh, we are like so close around the corner uh, to showing you guys a bunch of that stuff and, and getting you guys hyped even more. So if you do want to keep up to date with that stuff, we have a link to our description, a uh, link in our description to our Discord server, um, as well as also our newsletter of holding where you get free D&D supplements entered into dice giveaways and updates on the airship Kickstarter. So 
a great place for you to get that. And that's every two weeks as well. So it's not pinging in your bloody inbox all the time and, uh, and keeps you up to date at a, at a reasonable amount. So that's all in the description. Um, other than that, Tony, have you got anything on your end, dude? Anything you want to add before we? No, just dip? super excited. Um, if you want to, you want to hear more from us, ask us questions, do all that. I'm going to be um, a lot more active in the Discord uh, going forward now that now that we've all been introduced. Hi, how's it going, Tony? <laughs> um, and yeah, coming out. It's going to be a wild ride, and it's uh, hopefully going to end up with a pretty cool system. Hell yeah! Um, Thanks, everyone. Homie and the dude. Father and Son, TTRPG and MMA team. Thank you for tuning in. Thank you for supporting Tony. us. Thank you for supporting fucking this this dream team that we have here. And uh, and we look forward to catching you guys in the next MMA, which will uh, be coming soon. Otherwise, check out the rest of our content. If you want to see fucking islands in the sky and shit, we've got content. So go go check it out. Thanks, guys. <laughs> yeah. one, one last thing for yeah, anyone no. playing that game. Yes and no. Yes. <laughs> yes and no. Yes and no, and no. And no. Uh, anyone who's uh, anyone who's really drunk right now i hope you have a great evening enjoy, enjoy the hangover tomorrow thanks this like live stream do you know we'll, we'll actually put when we're promoting the next one we'll put come come join along and play the drinking game the yes and no drinking game if you hate